This is the Rich Eisen Show. 20 seconds to go. Jimmy, the three off the foot of the rim. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. With all due respect to Heat fans, Celtics Warriors would be a much more enjoyable and competitive finals. The Rich Eisen Show. What's not likable about the Celtics? Get over this hump. It's special. Earlier on the show, Sports Illustrated senior writer Chris Mannix. Warriors radio analyst Tom Tolbert. Coming up, columnist for the MMQB, Andrew Brandt. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, sir. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH to have a conversation here on this program. We've already dove, uh, dove quite deep. Uh, into the NBA Finals matchup, the Celtics and the Warriors. Tom Tolbert, who calls Warriors games in San Francisco and the Bay Area, was just on in hour number two. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated in hour number one. If you missed any of it, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo are in their spots over there. Uh, Brockman's already got a nice cup of tea for hour number three. That go. rhymes. DJ Mikey D is in D's Nuts is in his spot, and TJ Jefferson has lit the candle over two hours ago. If you missed anything, again, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and then there is also our podcast as well. We've already had somebody here from Sports Illustrated, now part two, man who writes the biz- uh, who writes all about business in the MMQB in Sports Illustrated, the executive director of the Morad Center at Villanova, and his business of sports podcast is must-listen to material. Andrew Brandt back here in person. Good to see you, Andrew. How's always you great to be with you and uh, come out to L.A., see my son. Always enjoy coming in here. Terrific. Good to have you here. So uh, we just had a conversation, and many people across the uh, – uh, talk landscape today, catching uh, wind of what Aaron Donald told our friend Brandon Marshall on his I Am Athlete podcast that he's at peace with things, <laughs> uh, but it's not about money. However, there needs to be a business aspect that's comfortable for him and his family. How do you think Les Need handles that uh, information? Andrew? You know what I always say when someone says it's not about money, translation, it's all about money. Mm-hmm. Um, you just talked about two contradictory parts of that statement on the podcast. Yes. It's not about money, but I got to take care of my family. I got to my business. Correct. He said that all in one soundbite as well. <laughs> it's interesting because nothing's been done there. So that raises an eyebrow for me because this is a contract that has needed adjustment. And the Rams have done that with Matthew Stafford, with a couple others. And they're always sort of borrowing from the future on the cap. Mm-hmm. So they could actually re- reduce his cap by raising a bonus and spreading it out as you do with cap proration over future years. So they haven't done it yet. That's a question for me. Why haven't they done it yet? Do I think they will? It seems like it. It seems like they've taken care of, as you mentioned, Matthew Stafford. They brought in Allen Robinson. They brought in Bobby Wagner. Why not take care of Donald? The fact it hasn't been done, you know, you could always chalk it up to we're getting to it. We've been doing the other things. But that sort of makes me wonder, why hasn't that been done? Has that been resistance from the Donald camp? We want to wait. We may retire. We don't know what's going on. Or is the team hesitant for some reason to get it done? Because this doesn't seem like it's a problem if they wanted to get it done. You just add money. You figure it out. You get the new market. Whatever the market has changed since Aaron did his contract a few years ago. I don't understand it. Well, could it be that they're working on cup first? Or how does that work? I mean, you can walk and chew gum, right? You can nego- renegotiate yeah. two contracts at the same time. I mean, what? How, what is the mechanism? And also, uh, I, I know I'm not supposed to ask multiple questions in one, in one uh, bite at the apple here, but I will. Does June 1st have anything to do with it? Well, June sure? 1st is, again, to, to clarify for your listeners, that's when you can release a player 
and have the cap impact shifted to 2023. Correct. You're pushing out the pain, which the Rams do with a lot of things they do. They sort of credit card spend, push it out in the future, worry about that later. Yeah, it could be. Could be maybe they've got someone they're going to release. It doesn't come to mind who they would push off the roster that's making a lot of money right now, but that could come into it. And I think you bring up the other thing, which we have to address. Cup is not someone that seems like he's going to make a deal. He's going to show rumbles of discontent. He's Mm going to hold out, stay away. But the fact is, the biggest story of this offseason to me, Rich, is not Russell Wilson and the quarterbacks. It is the transformation of the wide receiver market. Mm -hmm. Absolute transformation. Where the top market was 18 to 20 million a year, now it's 23 to 25 a year. For Devontae, for Tyreek Hill, for A.J. Brown, all these receivers changing the marketplace. You go back to Cup, who is just way under that number. So here's another issue for the Rams to have to deal with. And this is not just because they're Super Bowl champion. That, that hangover is always there. But they've got to address Cup. If he makes a deal of it, great. But even if they don't, you can't have a guy making $10 million under market to players like Hill and Adams and Brown. Mm-hmm. So they've got to get that done, and they've got to get Donald figured out. But this one I find more curious because we know the market. We know they can do this. They know they've done it with other players. And he's talking about retirement, but he's saying it's business. Let's watch and see what happens. Andrew here. Brandt here on the Rich Eisen Show. And while we're wondering <clears throat> potentially why, you know, why Donald is uh, hitting June, wondering about maybe uh, um, a contract more commensurate with his abilities that he, he's out. Isn't it amazing that he's outperformed, you know, <laughs> Arguably a six-year, $135 million deal. a year, yeah. I mean, so um, why why hasn't something been done yet with um, Kyler Murray yeah. in Arizona? Like, what 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 were what would those tea leaves be? Because we had Steve Kime on, and he's like, we're not trading him. And uh, we'll take care of him. We'll get to it. We're going to get to it. But here we are, and, and, and it, like, what, what what's the wait about there? Your you best remember guess? the start of the offseason, there was a missive from his agent, Eric Burkhart. I have it like, on my desk because yes. I've never seen anything so. There it is. So yeah, yeah here it and is. And it was all it's over. And it's tw- a stationery. Is the reason why I have it here. It's very, very, very. And very the nice font and everything else. And I, I said on Twitter that time the translation is, "Show me the money." Mm-hmm. And I would have guessed if putting myself in my old agent shoes, my reaction doing something like that would be, we approached them, they said, "We'll wait." They said, "No, we're not doing anything." Maybe they said, "Not this year." Maybe they said, "Not right now." We'll get into the summer. Whatever the reason. But here's the deal, Rich. After three years, according to the CBA, mm-hmm. you can extend players. You have to wait. So Kyler Murray played three years as a starter. Now he was the number one pick. So he's making six, seven, eight million a year. But that's six, seven, eight million a year, while counterparts at his level, who are veterans, are making 25 to 30 a year. So the Cardinals have benefited immensely, got an extraordinary value for three years. It's the best value in football having a rookie contract quarterback. The best value in football, by far. The Cowboys got it with Dak Prescott. The Seahawks got it with Russell Wilson. The Chargers are getting with Justin Herbert. But after that three years, you got to make a decision. And the Browns last year said to Baker Mayfield, no, we're going to wait. And it was fortuitous for them. I don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. And the Cardinals are saying, I think they're saying, we're going to wait. We've got this year. We've got option year next year, big number, but still an option year. And we've got potential franchise tags. Do you think they're really going to roll the dice that Murray will not hold out or make a big stink of it? That 
there like there's no way he's going to let Colt McCoy take the first snap of the season. You really you really think that they're going to run that risk? The other part of the and, CBA is increased sanctions and penalties for any kind of holdout. So <laughs> I don't think he's going to be as compliant as say Baker Mayfield was with the Browns a year ago. He may make a stink, but again, I look at this kind of like the way of Donald. Why hasn't it been done? That's right. I yeah, don't. what are we doing there? And if Kime says he's not going anywhere, of course he's not going anywhere. They're not going to trade him. But are they going to make him play on that number? I mean, I think that's the question. Are the Ravens going to make Lamar Jackson play on that number? Or is there something more going on without an agent and he hasn't wanted to do a deal? Because, again, here's the problem with paying quarterbacks. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground right now. There's a rookie level and then there's 30, 35 million a year, <laughs> right. right? So what do you do? And I, I say this as a former executive. If you have someone that's clearly not in the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson category, mm-hmm. and you don't have a rookie deal, what do you do? Like Ryan Tannehill is going to be a cap casualty in a year, no question, because they paid him that level. There was no middle, right? So you're either paying a guy $8 million a year on a rookie deal or you're paying them $30 million a year, and there doesn't seem to be anyone sort of taking the middle tier. And if, frankly, if I'm an agent, I don't take the middle tier either. Andrew Brandt here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, business of uh, sports podcast, um, and so much more. So what is, what's your best guess of what's happening with the Browns and Mayfield currently, right now? <laughs> With Mayfield or all the other stuff, going everything. On? Well, you can't, you can't, you can't parse them out, right? Yeah. I mean, one, they're all together. Yeah. Because the sense is, is that it, until the league finds out how many games they're assuming right. Watson's going to miss, they're not going to cough up Mayfield under the idea that Mayfield could be forced to play and have no better choice than to be a fill-in for as long as Watson is suspended, only to seed the ground back to Watson. I, I don't. I don't know how you know Mayfield is going to handle that. I think it should be um, something he says no to, personally, um, or or the market they're waiting for someone to get hurt in training camp. Like this thing is going to go into August as we're sitting here right now, heading into June. Yeah, Andrew. Rich, I haven't talked to you since the Watson deal, and I just have to say it again. It still stuns me to this day. You know, I have followed this business for thirty years. I have been looking for that white whale that's going to get that fully guaranteed five, six-year deal. Never thought it would be this player. In part due to his own misconduct. Think about that. In part due to his own misconduct, he created the perfect storm, has a five-year fully guaranteed, $230 million contract, 46 a year, more than any other quarterback, and protection against suspension. So suspension only forfeits salary, not bonus. So he's making $46 million this year. 45 of it is bonus, not subject to suspension. A million of it is salary, subject to suspension. So say he's suspended eight games, half the season. Out of $46 million, he'll lose half a million dollars. He'll make $45.5. The Browns sold their soul for this player. Now, they've, all the PR has been terrible. You know, you know what they want to say? What they want to say is, hey, never in a million years will a quarterback like this be on the market. We did it. We went and got him. PR's terrible, sure. But by September when he's throwing touchdowns or next September, it'll go away. I know that's what they're thinking. But they, they did something for this player that no one's ever done for any player, contractually. 
And it's just amazing it happened with this guy. Okay, Baker is due 18 million. This is going to have to be an NBA trade. In other words, NBA trades are about cap and expiring and money and shifting. So they're going to have to move him with another asset or pay some of the 18 million. In other words, you do a bonus, say, for $10 million, and then you move him for an $8 million salary. That's the only way I see this happening. If there are any suitors, I mean, we've maybe Carolina, maybe Seattle. I don't know if they're even interested. So what do you do if they're not? Then you do a Deshaun Watson Houston situation. You say, Baker, you just do your thing and we'll pay you. Shut up and, pl- and, and don't play. Shut up and go away. He's not going to be the guy when, when Watson's suspended. That's uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a no-win situation for Baker or the Browns, but he'll get paid. Now, he'll get that $18 million. It's just a question of how and where. Andrew Brent here on the Rich Eisen Show. One of the many items that you're discussing um, at school in Villanova and on your pod and in yeah. your columns is the name, image, and likeness. Yeah. I don't want to even know what the phrase to use. Wild West. <laughs> that, that just burst into the most ugly uh, spectacle around with Nick Saban essentially yeah. saying Texas A&M bought their top recruiting class and Jimbo Fisher firing back and, you know, the commissioner of the SEC in Greg Sankey saying, everybody hush up. Yeah. Let's go back to our corners and figure out, you know, our own thing or what we can do, what 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 can be done. Like, what do you think can be done in order to rein in whatever needs to be reined in and then make it uniform enough that um, we don't see this public spectacle? Anymore? I was I was in this chair a year ago. The Supreme Court just happened. Yes. Where they scolded the NCA for any kind of restrictions. Then. After two years of planning to regulate NIL, name, image, likeness, the NCAA threw up their hands. They threw up their hands. They said, we're scared of antitrust. We're scared of lawyers. We're out. And it's like, whoa. They just left it for the schools, the conferences, the state laws to enforce, and no one's enforcing it. So it's become truly the Wild West where these collectives have formed. Collectives are donor-based pools of money to basically get players on campus, whether from high school or from transfer portal. That is exactly what NIL was not supposed to be, inducement money, to get them on campus. It's become that. It's become programs like Horns for Heart in Texas, where every scholarship offensive lineman gets $50,000. To do what? Who knows? Show up for birthday parties. Who knows? And it's become this weapon to recruit. Now, Saban calls them out. Right, everyone in the the murmuring about the Texas A&M recruiting class, he called it out. The murmuring about Jackson State getting that big time recruit, he called it out. The murmuring about the Miami guy that basically owns Miami Athletics, called him out. So they all clapped back, and Jimbo Fisher clapped back hard, as you saw. But then I saw who he was speaking to, Saban, and I said, "Oh, the people who could put money in the Alabama Birmingham business leaders, who he was basically saying, hey guys, step it up.'" That's what, that was your that, that was, was your my take interpretation because we just lost. Now he was the number two recruiting class, but he's like, hey, we can't lose out to Texas and we got to get our guys. I, I don't know how you regulate it. Everyone's waiting for Congress. Congress, as you know, is a bit busy right now. There are a lot of bills floating around Congress. 
state laws, they're not doing anything. Alabama had a law. They repealed it because they were behind other states that didn't have laws. Uh, who's going to really enforce this? Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio State, has said, we are going to come after someone. So maybe some school that didn't dot their I's and cross their T's and they can make an example of them. But I don't know. I don't know how you Here's do the that. answer, Andrew, and that's what I've said. I said it after the Super League got formed and lasted less than the amount of time. Europe. Belichick was the head coach in, uh, of the Jets, you know, back in last summer as well with the uh, Super League in Europe. Is that the only space uh, in, in American sports that, that could have the same thing and the same idea is college athletics, college football. Greg Sankey can get in a room and call up Gene Smith or, or you know, obviously Gene Smith isn't the commissioner of the Big Ten, but he is the athletic director right. of the Ohio State. And just get together with everybody and say, let's get 40, 50 schools together. These are our rules. And you do it just as the NCAA, you know, Mark Emmert, who's just an empty suit anyway, he's leaving. Right. Do it now. The NCAA, under the college football playoff umbrella, because they get to decide their own college football playoff. That's the money. That's the big money pot. Do do that. Come up with your own name, image, and likeness rules, and and enforce them yourselves, and see if and 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 see who sues the you know and yes, what the sues. supreme. Then see who sues, and and see what the supreme court has to say about it. You know, like that's literally or, or and then you play a couple seasons under it as it moves up the court system, and the rest of the country loves it. And who's gonna who's gonna repeal that? football care you know what i'm saying like everyone already loves it what are you going to repeal it so like that 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 to me is the way this thing is heading i I think the ncaa has value for 90 percent of college athletics i'm at villanova we have 24 sports yes one makes money hoops hoops of course but that's college sports the 90 percent of college sports needs kind of the basic ncaa regulation for big-time college football and big-time college basketball, I agree with you. There's going to be something else. Okay. Not NCA, something else that monitors, regulates. But the thing I mention, and maybe people are listening worry about this, but there's going to be a professional aspect to it. And the whole idea behind Emmert and the MCA has been to separate professional and amateur sports, but I don't know how you can do that anymore. No, so, you're going to have to unionize and everything. Yes, exactly. So now we're talking about salary caps. And now... Now, you know, Saban can't spend what he's spending. It used to be facilities that it would attract these kids, right? Now it's NIL. What's your NIL? I'm hearing all these stories where kids are saying, in the tra- going, they're going to go to transfer portal unless they can get 250, unless they can get half a million. And if not, transfer portal. So the kids, and Saban said this in that speech. He said, it's, it's like free agency without a cap. It's like free agency without a cap in college sports. So we're at a true inflection point in college sports. And your idea is a good one. It's going to professionalize. There's going to be unionization. There's going to be a salary cap. There's going to be employee status where players are going to have to worry about taxes. They're going to worry about insurance. All those kind of things will come into play. Somebody's going to have to get a hold of this. I think that that's the way this is headed. I mean, there's, it's it's already gone. I mean, unless you're going to continue to have this construct of amateurism with all this money flowing in, in a way. And so say, Saban won't be around, I don't think, when no. this thing goes down. But you're already seeing it's not the same world anymore. And these donors, if I'm, if I'm a coach, I'm like worried to death because some donor bought this mm-hmm. kid for, say, 250 grand. 
and the kid doesn't, you know, the kid is benched or the kid doesn't get the play time he wants. Right. He's just going to go to the donor. <laughs> and the That's, donor will go to the coach and the coach will tell the donor too bad, Buddy Garrity. Uh, I'm still the coach around here, and we'll see if a coach gets fired over we'll this see. sort of thing. We'll like, see. Like, that's maybe the way this thing can head. I don't know. The, the money always talks. We'll see. What else do I need to know? What's going on in your world before I send you back into your Los Angeles uh, Tuesday, sir? Well, I, I've also been talking quickly about Kaepernick. The tryout, I think, okay. was great. Mick Lombardi was with the 49ers years ago, and now he's with the Raiders. Makes some sense. But don't get excited about a Kaepernick signing. He's been out, as everyone knows, five years. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think teams want to deal with stuff, drama potentially, around backup players. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's going to be on a ready list, but don't get excited about that. And I don't think my friends and family in D.C. should not get too excited about Daniel Snyder being ousted, Mm -hmm. counting the votes, as Washington owner because... You know, he's got allies, he's got friends, all these things that go around the team have been around for years, and he has survived. Are they going to move him deep into Virginia? I know Sounds all, like they I know got every it. single Washington fan that I know of is just like, I'm not going down there. No. And like, my, uh, yeah, like, I'm who, from like, there. Like who, who, I know where that is. It's right. like, whoa. And people are saying the Ravens Stadium is closer than that to the downtown D.C. But money talks. If he's got the deal out there, and now he's got Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. bidding for his loyalties maybe he makes the deal down there which would add to the negativity around him <laughs> uh good to see you andrew brandt thanks for coming in thanks for letting me know that you're that you're around everybody check out this man's podcast read his material sports illustrated um thanks for coming here Let's always do this a pleasure again. rich always That's andrew brandt right here on the rich eisen show when we come back the uh the 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 story of the weekend um uh two guys fighting over fantasy football and major league <laughs> baseball that's coming up next Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, all one big happy family. So this is not only the greatest sports story of the Memorial Day weekend of 2022, but um, this is now, I know there was a Super Bowl win here in Los Angeles, and I, and I know that there has been a specific significant sports um, headline machine that's been happening in the NFL in March and so much. But this might be my favorite sports story of all of 2022 to date. And this could be the clubhouse leader deep into uh, the football season. And this is a, a baseball story that didn't even happen during a game. Word filtered out that Jock Peterson of the San Francisco Giants got slapped by Tommy Pham of the Cincinnati Reds, Will Smith style. <laughs> In batting practice, Tommy Pham got suspended three games for hitting Jock Peterson. Why? Why would he get so angry with a player during batting practice? Well, we learned it had to do with a fantasy football league the two of them were in last year. (laughs) So not only does it have to do with fantasy football, it's a grudge that's been held for months. And then just Jock Peterson explaining it in just like Jeff Spicoli fashion is maybe made it even better. Here was Jock Peterson after getting slapped by Tommy Pham. Oh, we were in a fantasy fantasy league together. Uh, I put somebody, a player, on the injured reserve when they were listed as out. And um, added another player. Uh, and then um, uh, there was a text message in the group saying that I was cheating uh, because I was stashing players on my bench. And then, uh, I don't know, I looked up the rules and sent a screenshot of the rules, how it says that when a player is ruled out, you're allowed to put them on the IR. And uh, that's all I was doing. And then uh, it just so happened that he had a player, uh, Jeff Wilson, who was out. And he had him on the IR. And I said, you literally have the same thing on your team, on your bench. And then I guess he was in two leagues. And in one of them, he was on the IR. And one of them, he wasn't. So maybe that was a confusion. But on the ESPN league we were in, it, it was listed as out, so it's like it's, it feels very similar to what I did, uh, and that was basically that, all of it. There's not much more to it. Not much more to it, he said, and so we've heard, we've all been there. We've been there. Every last one of us have been there. You're not playing by the rules. You picked this person up. You should have picked that person up, and every single time, everybody's like, well, I don't care about your fantasy league. <laughs> all right. So this is the first instance in which we can all care about somebody's fantasy league because it caused one baseball player to slap another months later. And as we're going back and forth about Jeff Wilson of the 49ers, I wonder what his texts were like all weekend long. He got a call from us, by the way. We, we wanted to get him on, but he's at OTA. He's working. He's working to make sure he's not on somebody's IR this year. 
There was more to it. Tommy Pham spoke and said it's not about the accusation of cheating or what have you. It was about a meme that Peterson sent in the text group. Again, we've all been here. Fantasy League text group ragging on the Padres, who he was on at the time. And there, as you remember last year, it didn't go very well for the Padres. And so now, the next day, everybody goes up to Peterson, who changes his demeanor from Jeff Spicoli to, like, Bazooka Joe with the hat on. His hair is something. I mean, in full splendor, asking him, well, was it about a meme you sent? Ragging on the Padres? Because Tommy Pham said that's what it was that really pissed him off. Because they didn't know each other well enough for that. Q Peterson, day two. It was like three weightlifters lifting. And, um... It's the meme. That's what it was. Because <laughs> they were a really good team, so it was kind of making fun of how they were, uh... Not playing well to make the playoffs with a very talented team, so, uh... I mean, I was teammates with some of them, and, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be lighthearted, and I understand everyone un- takes jokes differently, so, like I said, I apologize for that, and looking to move past this and show up tomorrow with no distractions and try to help this team win a ballgame. Is he wearing suspenders? What is that? It might be his backpack. backpack? Yeah. Is that what it is? I just like the dyed blonde mustache that he's got going on. It's, it's just incredible. That this is about a fantasy football dispute. And it caused one man to slap another man. And it really was about a, a gif that he sent him. <laughs> and again, there two of them are weightlifting. The Padres are, are, the guy had a medicine ball and it fell on his head and it knocked him down. And Tommy Pham is like, that's not cool, man. <laughs> right, like and I'm going to be steaming about it for five months. And when I see you next, I'm going to slap you like it's the Oscars. So, clearly Tommy Pham does not have a sense of humor about this sort of stuff. And even though we don't know each other, and I run the risk of seeing him once again, there's only one way for this show to respond. And that is the top 10 NFL fantasy team names involving Tommy Pham. And I need, I need the, the, the music. Oh, boy, Mike. Here we go. Number 10, top 10 NFL fantasy team names that Tommy Pham has to employ. On the screen, Family Feud. Hey. Hey. And we have the avatar on the screen. Steve Harvey, Tommy Pham. It's time to play the feud. Family Feud. It's number 10 on the list. Number 9 on the list. Here we go. He's going to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fam. Look at the sign. We even changed it. Hall of Fam right on the wall. That's great. By the way, everybody else can use these, too. Feel free. Pro Football Hall of Fam is a great fantasy team name. Number eight. This is great. It involves a little college football. Brian Kelly's family. (laughs) The avatar is of him on on the court there at LSU. And we've included his whole family, including Tommy Pham. Here he is. Addressing the new friends and, and family. He's standing next to Del Tufo in the shorts. <laughs> All right. Number seven, top 10 NFL 
fantasy team names. This is an easy one. Star Wars theme. Fant- Phantom Menace. Wow. <laughs> Instead of a bat, he's got a red lightsaber. I love it. There it is. Fant- Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. All right, number six on the list right here. Here we go. Now, this is a great one. They're playing on the, uh, the the family again. Devante Adams family. <laughs> Devante <worse>. Adams family. <laughs> and there's Devante and Tommy Pham with the rest of the family. No, uh, oh, oh, Pham is Lurch. And Devante is, uh, is Gomez Adams. Very well done. <laughs> That's a great I like, that. I like the photo. Okay, here we go. He's... Here we go. This one's from you. You gave this one, TJ. I like this one. Okay. I-, I do not like green eggs and fam. <laughs> Little Dr. Seuss. Oh, there's Jock. <laughs> I do not like them, Sam. I am. <laughs> there's Jock Peterson. I will not eat them in the box. <laughs> Offering up green eggs and fam. I will not eat them in the batter's box. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Number four. This is a good one. Too fam, too furious. Right. Okay. I like the avatar there as well. Good Photoshop there. I mean, our, our Jordan and, uh, and Sean and, and, uh, and Hoskins are working very well here. All right. Top three. Here we go. Top three top NFL three, top three. fantasy team names or fantasy team names. Number three, Silence of the Fams. There he is. <laughs> wow. There's Tommy Pham behind the uh, the mask there, huh? Very good. Silence of the Fams right there. Now you're going to the top two. Top two. This is good. I don't know what the avatar is for this one, but wham, bam, thank you, fam. Oh, very good. Oh, man. He's part of the Rat Pack. Very good. Wham, bam, thank you, fam. Very good. Sammy Davis loving his joke. He does love it. You slap jock, Sammy loves it. <laughs> then number one, the top NFL fantasy team name for Tommy Fam. This is an easy one. Fam goes the dynamite. Hey. There it is. <laughs> there they are on local TV avatar. Fam goes the dynamite. Fam dynamite. Hopefully we don't get slapped. You know what? This is too good. We've got leftovers. Leftovers. For other fantasy leagues, too. Other league. Top five. Let's do it. Top five. Oh, you got that, Mike? You got it? We need one more. We got to have one more. Oh, one more list. More we gotta have top five, five right here. Oh, here's the top five uh, other sports <laughs> fantasy team names. Here we go. Number five. <laughs> All right, we'll get one more. The NBA. It's fantastic. <laughs> Number four. Jock Stock and Two Smoking Gifs. Number three. Jock Fams Volume One. I like that one. Volume One. Important. You like that one? Volume, yeah, volume One. Volume One. Jock Fams. Jock Fams. Uh, number two for baseball. Fam Yankees. Those Fam Yankees. And this would be great for your for your NBA fantasy teaming. Fam Adebayo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to handle this. That was the first Story. one that came to my mind when you Fam said Adebayo. that email. <laughs> Fam Adebayo. <laughs> We're missing some, I know. Missing a lot, but it's still good. Too many. Yeah, this is a real thing that really happened. I want to know, like, what was Tommy Pham going to do to Jock Peterson, like, before Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? I don't know. I don't know if that's any inspiration. But could you imagine five months over this stuff? Maybe longer. Jeff Wilson. By the way, if you're out, if you have the out designation, you could put that person on the injured list. 
every single time. It's like that in every league. It's, yeah. So yeah. what's the problem? I don't know. Unless you don't have IR spots, like oh my god. In which case you do have to drop. Fam goes the dynamite. Might have to be my fan. Might, that might have to be our fantasy team names. Chris. Fam goes well, the that's dynamite. not how that works, Rich. That's not how Fam you, goes uh, the dynamite. That's not how you get your fantasy. Yeah, that's not name. how we do it. I have a list. Here. Paul, I've Paul been Rich writing sitting down at home right now. Chris, like, wait, what? I've been writing things right. down for nothing. <laughs> you know what? That's for Tommy to use. Although I don't know, would you, would you let him into your fantasy league next? I would probably say no. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Tommy. Tommy, we kind of bust each other's stones yeah, here. Judging you know, by like the that's what chat, happens. Judging by our group chat in my league, uh, no, because we talk bad about people's wives and moms and kids. And but you know them though. That's what Tommy's yeah, yeah. a jockey. I don't know you well yeah, enough I for you to you make fun of joke. my team. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's just so weird. While, man. while jock. It looks like he's like well, came the up Giants, the, the Giants and the Dodgers each have 19 million wins, and the Padres don't. And he sends that GIF out, and he's like, "I don't find that funny. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to come hit you. I'm going to slap this." All right, hold on. So I'm looking at the list, some of the list uh, names I have written down. Does Fam work for any of these? And I do have one. Yes. Baker Phantom Zone can now become the Baker, Baker Phantom Zone. Zone. Very good. So that, I like that. that the fa- the Phantom Menace is not is a good one. Oh. <laughs> I'm, it's true I don't know if it's the most ridiculous sports story ever but it is it's in fantastic. the discussion it's, up there, man. it's definitely on the list a three game suspension three game suspension you can find 100k too I think yeah I don't know how much of a sense of humor he's going to have but I think those are great fantasy team names <laughs> or fantasy <laughs> team names Brian, Ke- Brian Kelly's fam- family family is a really good one that is a good one uh, okay let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen show I'll tell you about a moment I had, uh, several moments I had over the weekend um, that uh, caused me to uh, reflect on my, uh, my, uh, my, my age. Oh. That I think uh, you'll enjoy, Chris, when we come back. Just Chris? Or? All y'all. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit with everybody else uh, on the show. Um, on this day, on this day, on this day, let me get this straight. Um, I think it's 37 years ago. Oh, my goodness. On this day, 37 years ago, um, 
it it was the um, debut of Fletch. Oh. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Fletch. John Cocktosin. Here's an interesting story. <laughs> huh? Here's an, here's an interesting story about it. It was on this day in 1985. So how many years ago was that now? I don't You're even know. You're asking us to count? 37, 37 years ago. Um, Fletch was released. Gregory McDonald, the author of Fletch, had casting approval over the film. Do you know the two people who were being cast that he rejected? As, before, as Fletch? As Fletch before he agreed to Chevy Chase. Bill Murray? No. Mick Jagger what? and Burt Reynolds. Oh, Burt wow. Reynolds might have been funny. And then it was it was Chevy Chase. Nah, there's no way Burt Reynolds would have been I funny. I mean, it's all that. ball bearings. It's all Whatever ball bearings the same nowadays. Thing. Fetzer Valve. <laughs> 1985. Put it on the underhills, Bill. Put it on the underhills. <laughs> and John Hamm what was, was in six, the... Six, eight with the afro? Six, eight. John yeah, Hamm was in the sequel of, uh, of uh, Top Gun. He was here to promote that. Um, said that he's, he's going to reboot Fletch. Yeah, they're redoing it, right? And do it, you know, the more serious more like version the books, of it. Yeah, like, yeah, more yeah. like the books. More like the books, yeah. So, um... The thing is, I've never read the book. Just I getting old, man. Just getting older and older. And speaking of uh, Jagger and what a drag it is getting old. Yeah, nice. Um, thank you. Uh, so, this weekend... No fewer than three things happen. And I'm wondering which, which is the one that would make you feel the oldest. Uh, all right, I'm going to put this on a poll. Just get ready. I don't, I, I don't know if these are, it'll be difficult to fit okay. them in. All right. So first one's first. Um, I threw my back out playing pickleball. What, what sounds, <laughs> okay. And I know I'm walking into this where you said that pickleball's for wow. a man of a certain age. You shouldn't even argument? admit this. I'm being very honest. <laughs> I, share my, I share my life here. Uh, my life is an open book pretty much here. I mean, it's the LeBron and Dwayne Wade picture. I threw, I threw my back out playing pickleball. What, what sounds more... Depressingly I, old than that. I'm not going to slag on you. I'm Wait sure a minute. Was very painful. Hang on a minute. It was uh, doctor said painful. it needed a back. Yeah, I'm not going to say okay. anything. But very I'm painful. I'm uh, walking upright, but gingerly uh-huh. now. I get it. Okay. <laughs> a lot of stretching. Yeah. A lot of stretching. Yep. Uh, my 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 Israeli friend Duran walked on my back. Oh, last night. over. Oh, yeah. You should feel great then. Uh, it's, wow. it's still it's still it's still rough. Oh okay. It's a little Israeli man that right. walks on their back. Okay. Number two. <laughs> sorry, number dude, two. Number two. Obviously. Texted the wrong person because I didn't have my glasses oh, on. Oh, you told me this, yeah. Oh. Did you do a Bill Belichick? Which is what? <laughs> well, texting Brian Flores? Oh, and... no. It was. It, oh, no, no, no. It, it's fine. It's fine. It wasn't anything bad. You weren't like no, talking No, it's just like me. It was, it was, you know, no. It was me, okay. me Susie, and. Uh, 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 a parent of one of Taylor's okay. friends who was getting a whole bunch of stuff about, you know, the inner workings of who's picking up who, okay. you know, like that okay. sort of stuff. Okay. But it's just like at one point, Susie responds. When did you realize? That uh, it was when Susie wrong. responded like, oh, sorry, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, what is she apologizing for? And then I realized oh, it was, crap. I, got the wrong I didn't have my glasses on. Fair. Okay. Then this is the one that, this is the one that hit me. Uh, this one that hit me the hardest, I, I think, because again, uh, you know, it was a, a bat mitzvah of a, a dear friend, um, a dear friend's um, daughter mm-hmm. this weekend. I'm there. The whole family's there. And it was great. And, you know, um, and I saw a bunch of Xander's and it's Xander's age uh, group of friends. Saw a bunch of these guys, uh, friends of his who I hadn't seen in a while in a couple of years because of the pandemic and everything like that. And 
used to be, we would talk, you know, football, whatever. I went up to him like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, you know, kind of like getaway old man. Kind of like, you know, like the dad, like a dad, like, why is a dad, you know, like why I'm hanging out. I'm, yeah. I'm here with my peers and my age group and it's a social situation. And how are you, Mr. Eisen? Stuff like that. I kind of got the vibe of like. Stay away. Yeah. Now that could be an MP. Right. Am I problem? Could be just in your head. It could maybe. be just, I could yeah, be, it could be just that it could have just been like the third blow right. of. Of throwing my back out, playing pickleball, and texting the wrong person because I didn't have my glasses on, and I'm like, "What the hell is happening?" Are you did because of the texting thing? Did you make your font bigger on the phone? No, I haven't done that. What are you waiting for? That's well, that's that's giving up. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the last. That's sweatpants. Like, <laughs> for him, yeah. Wow. Like, that's sweatpants just, like you've given up. Yeah, like, like that's the Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah like, wearing sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. So instead, I just sat there and I uh, put out a Twitter poll based on disco. <laughs> you did? I did. <laughs> well, what were the Because they played, they played uh, um, you know, Get Down, Boogie, Oogie, Oogie. And so I get put out a Twitter. Down. Right. Oh, uh, at the bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, like, you know, finish this sentence. Boogie and then Oogie, Oogie, Oogie or Wonderland. And that was a, that was a Twitter poll. Well, I passed I the time. And I got a lot of people uh, uh, on Reggae Woman. There was a lot of Stevie Wonder fans out there. <laughs> You There's know. a lot of boogies. And then I felt with. younger when a couple people said, uh, uh, Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Boogie Nights. What is Boogie, Boogie Wonderland? Nights. You never heard that song? It's Boogie it's Wonderland is, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's that's, the, that's the song Caddyshack. So yes. what? So let's dance. Yeah. yeah. He played Boogie that's Wonderland. The name of, that's the dun, name of the song. Dun, 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 dun. Boogie dun, Wonderland. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, By the way, like people are going to start singing this the rest of the day. Oh, we got him. Boogie so, Oogie Oogie is, you know. Uh, well, you do that right until thing. you just can't boogie no yeah. more. Well, we know that. It's taste of honey. Hey, you know what Michael Jackson once said, though? What? Well, don't blame, blame it. it on the sunshine. Yeah. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on, blame it on the boogie. So that's how you would have finished the sentence? That's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do <laughs> weird things. You would have gone that? Yeah. Blame it on the boogie. So, there's that, guys. I am... Uh, Did they play hands up? And, there uh, I was electric at a bar mitzvah where no kids wanted to talk to the old man chomping on Motrin because they threw my back out playing pickleball and left my glasses in the wrong spot texting the wrong people. They put pickleball That's literally what I did this weekend. Pickleball courts are now down the <laughs> Why are you laughing? Time. Why are you <laughs> laughing? <laughs> did you Brockman. think of me immediately? Of course you I did when I threw up my back playing pickleball. <laughs> Brockman's going to be playing There I pickleball. am, like limping out of there, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> It's Brockman. Is it is a man of a certain age? Um, by the way, you take a look at videos of pickleball, and you'll see very, oh, let me tell you what, very since, young people yes. crushing it. So since that video we talked about that was it last week, so I got yes. a lot of responses from people about how Michael Phelps is into it and uh, the tournaments and the leagues. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just saying. When you're, when you're walking down by the beach. Did you send me, somebody texted me a, a story of somebody who's living next door to a pickleball court and they're having a big problem with it because it's nonstop noise of oh, that. Because you can, uh, I mean, it's well, just. Well, it's a, the pa- the, the, I mean, a wiffle ball on a paddle a, makes a loud noise. They're taking tennis courts out and putting pickleball Dude, courts in can I spot. tell you? Yeah. What, what can I tell you? Revolution. All over the place. So I'm just swapping out one sport where I throw my back out for another. <laughs> Which one do you like better, tennis or pickleball? I enjoy I enjoy pickleball a lot. 
but it's it's a lot of reaching and it's a lot of stabbing and it's a lot of you know twisting and all that. Yeah. All right, it sounds worse. Which one is the worst? <laughs> Throwing the back out playing pickleball. Not being able to see. Let's text the wrong person because I, I have my think, glasses on. I think on. for the ego, it's like, hey, old man, why are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah, that would probably get me. Yeah. A, little bit. a couple of those guys. Thanks, it's just yeah. like, yeah, nice to, nice to see hey, you again, Mr. Eisen. Eisen. Great to see because you. Because I, I felt, I and run. I've told I Chris go run before, hang out. I feel like sports when we were young gave us a wrong impression of what old is. Like, you know, back in our days, guys would turn 30 and be like, oh, they're at the end of their career. They're yeah. old. Then you get that age, realize that's not yeah. near being old. Now just. Try and play pickleball and text the right person. (laughs) Upright. Pickleball Sunday.